Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. What's up? Yo, so, uh, yeah, Red, I, I responded to your email. Yeah, I said we're good to go for tomorrow, so. Um, Anthony G was happening, Ma G's was happening, Fahrenheit was happening, Tavares was happening, Color Fortune was happening. Man, let me tell you. Let me tell you what literally took place 40 minutes ago. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, appreciate it. Uh, my other sponsor, that is culture.com. Um, yeah, shout out to my, my, my clothing sponsor. That's culture.com. Um, yeah, you see it's up here scrolling. www.culture.com. Um, creative, what's happening, Edmund? What's happening? What's happening, Mr. K2B2? Man, listen, man, listen, man, listen. MacBone, what's happening? Renzo, I went to go see Creed 3. I went to go see Creed 3. And let me tell you, the inner convict in me came out. The entire time of the movie, I'm rooting for Damien, the convict. I am rooting for the convict, Damien. I don't know what it is, but like, <laughs> once you go to prison, right? You're always rooting for the, you always rooting for the, the guy that, that came out of prison. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I was rooting for Damon the whole time. Like, I had no problems with what he did. I have no problems with how he orchestrated his his rise to the top. I have no problems with it. It was in my move in in my in my mind. It was brilliant. <laughs> I have no problems with what Damien did. Damien was a G. Damien was a G. All right, Damien was a certified G. All right, so the backstory is Damien and Adonis grew up, they spent time in, in, a, in a group home. They used to get beat up by one of the uh, um, orderlies named Leon. So what got Damien, what, what, what landed Damien in jail is because, so Damien was uh, in, involved in underground fighting, boxing, underground boxing. He was a golden, he was a golden gloves champ, and Adonis was his towel, bucket, water guy, like his little his little assistant, right? So after Damien wins uh, an underground boxing match, they go to celebrate. Because Damien had all these plans to go pro. I mean, he had all these, he had all these plans to win the, win the, win the golden gloves, go pro, uh, go to Olympics, go pro. And he said, you know, he said, yeah, 
Donnie, you're going to be there right. You're going right, to be right there with me. Gave him some of his money, gave him some of his earnings that night. So Damien had every intention on taking his mans with him to the top. So they go to a check cashing spot. And then Adonis, being a little hothead that he is, he runs into Leon. He says, oh, you don't remember me? He says, Leon. Leon's like, oh, doing a scratch up. He says, you don't, re- you don't remember me? And then Adonis just hauls off on this grown-ass man, starts pummeling him. So then Leon's homies jump on Adonis. Here comes Damon to save the day, pulls the pistol. The cops run up. Adonis runs away from the scene of the crime. That's how Damien ended up doing basically 18 years in prison. Okay. So then we flash forward. Uh, uh, Adonis wins his last fight. So three, there's a three year time jump. He's, he's been retired for three years, runs the gym. His wife is a, a music producer. He got the, they got a deaf child. They got a deaf girl. They have a deaf daughter named Amara. Amara has anger issues just like her daddy because she punches a little bully, a little, a little white girl that, that rips up her paper in school. And then there's this philosophical debate between his wife and Adonis regard, in regards to how Amara expresses herself or deals with um, situations where she had to defend herself. And then Adonis made a good point. He's like, you know, what is she supposed to do? And she's, if she's in a safe, supposed safe space. And she has to defend herself. Okay. And um, so then Damien gets out. Damien, Damien, boy, listen, I, I listen. It's hard to not like Damien. It's, and even after he did what he did, it's still hard to root against him. Right. And um, so Damien's like, yo, yo, man, just, you know, you know, I want to whatever, whatever. So uh, Adonis is into, into boxing promotions. He has his Mexican fighter named Felix. That's, that's his ace. That's, that's going to take him to the top. He has a fight against Drago. He's supposed to fight Drago. Okay, so somehow this little-ass this little Mexican is the heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> Excuse me. Somehow this little-ass Mexican is somehow the heavyweight champion of the world, and he's, and he's supposed to fight... Drago. Now y'all saw how big the dude that plays Drago is. He's literally six five six six. Okay, he even you know made made Michael B. Jordan look, look like a little dude. So it's supposed to fight Drago, right? So then the, you know you've seen the trailers when um Damian gets in in the sparring match in the sparring with with Felix because Felix he keeps beating up all the sparring partners. So then Damian is is old school dirty boxing Bernard Hawkins. Like he does shoulder punches, like he'll punch you in the arm, punch you in the shoulder. He'll he'll, he'll knee, he'll he'll kick you in the inner thigh. He throws elbows. This is a this dude's a dirty, dirty fighter, prison fighting basically. You know, but not that's how Bernard Hawkins, you know, was doing his thing. Whatever. So they had their first sparring session, and basically Damien gets the best of 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 Felix. Felix is 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 the product of a single Mexican mother. The single Mexican mother is just like a black woman. I shit you not. Hollywood is paying attention, y'all. So Felix's mother is, she's very aggressive, very masculine, very demanding, very loud. Felix is a mama's boy. Just a Mexican version of it, okay? So everyone's like, 
you know, Dame, this dude is way old. He's like, he's, they're, old. they're like, he's older than you. Adonis is, he's mad old. He, you know, whatever the case may be. And they catch up on old times and blah, blah, blah. Um, so then they meet at, um, they're all invited to his wife's record release party or album listening party, whatever. A fight breaks out because Drago shows up. A fight breaks out between Drago and somebody else. And then Drago's hand gets broken. And, and he suffers a concussion. So somebody pulls out a baton and hits Drago in the hand. The fight's, the fight's off because Drago can't fight. He has broken bones in his hands. He's out for six months and he has a concussion. He's out for six months. Felix's mother's like, we're not waiting six months for him to heal to have this fight. We want to pay day now. She's basically demanding, you know, we need a fight now. So then Adonis comes up with the idea like, okay, hey, look, let's do the hard luck. You know, let's do, let's do what, what, what Apollo did. Give somebody a chance, a nobody a chance. And they decided to go with Damien. Damien tells, you know, he tells uh, Adonis, hey, you know, I wrote you. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I wrote you. He said, I never, I didn't get it. So your mom's still living, whatever, whatever. He's like, yeah, I wrote you. So after Drago's hand gets broken uh, and then his mother, right? Um, Creed's wife, whatever. I forget her name, the character's name played by Felicia Rashad. She goes and gets out these, all these letters that Damon wrote um, to Adonis over the years, over 18 years. In fact, like during the flashback when uh, Damon gives Adonis money, part of his winnings uh, as a gift back, Adonis gives uh, Damien the original fight ticket for Rocky and Apollo. Mint condition. And then he actually sent that ticket back to Adonis in a letter. <clears throat> so then, you know, Adonis finds out plus um, uh, the, Felicia Rashad's character is dying. She had, she had a stroke. So she ends up dying later on in the movie after her second stroke, after the second stroke, all her organs fail, but that's, uh, we'll get to that part in a minute. So then, um, um, <laughs> uh, so she, she tells him, yeah, you know, he wrote out, to, he wrote to you. He's not the person you think he is, blah, 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 blah. So then the recent picture he sent her, him was a prison picture of all his homies and the one guy that got arrested for breaking Drago's hand. So then you realize Damien concocted this whole plan to get his title shot. So the guy that broke, that got arrested for breaking Drago's hand was, was in the picture with, with Damien and all the, all the homies on the yard. So title fight comes and Damien versus Felix. And listen, you'd be lying if you said you were not rooting for Damien to whoop his ass. Because the Mexican fighter is very arrogant. He thinks he's better than everybody. You just off the back don't like him. And you're rooting for Damien because, you know, Damien, 18 years, he's like, yo, yo, I still got some little left in the tank. I just need a shot. I just need a shot. And he proceeds to. The first shot, he hit him in the he hit him in the shoulder, and then he hit him in the upper arm and the and the and the, and the tricep, and you just felt those punches. It was like ooh, 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 and then he hit him, and then he 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 uh, 
he brushed him with the knee on the inner thigh, and then he cut him with an elbow, and we're like, yeah, whoop his ass. <laughs> whoop his ass, Damien. So Damien basically puts this motherfucker out and knocks him the fuck out, puts him on a stretcher. And so Damien is the unified, uh, undisputed heavyweight champ. And <laughs> and so then that's when um, Adonis' mother calls him over. That's when she shows him the letters. That's when he learns that she she hit all the letters. That's when he learns Damien's ultimate plan. Now, listen, to be fair to Damien, yes, he felt like Adonis abandoned him, which he technically kind of did because he was saving his ass. Right, of course he had to still got to go down for the gun charge, but I, I, and and then the, the 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 subplot with his daughter, his daughter wants to fight, so he she's like he's like okay, I'll teach you some things. Mama don't want him to fight. This is this is like Gohan Goku all over again with Chi Chi. Chi Chi don't want Gohan out here fighting. Goku is like I need him to be a fighter. Chi Chi's like no, she he I need him to be a student to, to be some productive other than a brute like his daddy. Same premise here. She don't want her daughter to f- fight. Her daddy's a fighter. Seriously, like that's what you're going to you're going to pick up some things. Whatever. She watches all his fights. Whatever the case may be. Because that's a, that's a whole subplot that I really didn't care for. But it's good to see. You know, I have a black family. You know, daddy daughter time. That was good. Um. So then we get to uh this mother having a second stroke, and the the that's this is probably the most poignant scene in the, in the whole movie. The conversation between her and Adonis. Because towards the end of the conversation, she sees him as Apollo. And we're like, oh, 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 this should be good. So she's like, she was angry at Apollo for leaving her because he died in Rocky Four. Y'all remember? She was so angry at him for leaving her. And she didn't learn to forgive him until she took in Adonis. So that, I thought that was point. I was like, ooh, that's deep. You know? And, um, yeah, that was like, oh, it's like, oh, shit, man. Like, oh, man, don't do don't do me like this, y'all. <laughs> all right, all right, so she dies, and then Adonis comes clean to his wife about how he grew up in the, in the, in the group home and Leon and how Damien basically fell on the sword and took the brunt of it for everybody, and he ran. So the whole time, you know, when um, Damien's taunting Adonis, he's like, yo, you ran. You always run. You're a fraud. You're not a stand-up dude. You abandon people. You run. And this whole time, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on Damien's, I'm on Team Damien the whole time. Even though he knew he was going to lose the fight at the end. I mean, just come on. Right? So then she's like, hey, you got to do what you got to do. got to do what you got to do. So he goes, the, the whole training montage. So now that um, Damien's the champ. He got he upgraded everything his whole life. Training staff, got gym, got sparring partners, got all the best equipment. While Adonis goes old school, just like how Rocky did with Drago. Rocky had to train in the mountains, in the woods, in the snow. Drago had to say the art, Russian equipment, all the all the bells and whistles. Same with in Rocky three against Clubber Lane. Rocky had to go back to the hood with the niggas and learn how to get on. What is it? Two four two four time. Right, one two four two four time instead of one two time, get his rhythm, can get hanging with the brothers. Right, okay, same thing here. So so then Drago shows up as a sparring partner for Adonis. That that was cute. I like that. I was like, oh, that's what's up. 
He brings it back for a sparring partner. Then all of a sudden, you know, it's like he levels up. He goes through the struggle, beats his ass and sparring. And all of a sudden, all these flashbacks. And then all of a sudden, Adonis is like, I'm ready. You know, whatever. So, so then we get to the fight. Um, not the best fight choreography I've ever seen in a, in a Rocky Creed movie. Listen, Southpaw had better fight choreography. Yes, Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal had better fight choreography than Creed 3. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All this, I hate when they wing it, but I know why they had to wing the punches for the camera angles. So for those that understand fight choreography, why their punches are so wide, it's for the camera angle. Because if in a, in a straight up fight, if it's just straight, a straight punch, it's not going to look good on the camera. So that's why they had to wing all their punches. All their kicks are, are long and wide. All their punches are long and wide. It's for camera angles. Okay? You watch enough boxing, MMA shit, you know that's, that's not how a, a, a real punch is thrown. Right? Doesn't even, half the time when you're watching a fight, you don't even see half the punches that land. But anywho, not the, not the best fight choreography. Not the worst, but there's three other boxing movies I could clearly t- were better. Hell, Undisputed. But Ving Rhames and Wesley Snipes had better fight choreography than Creed 3. Rocky 4 had better fight choreography than, than Creed 3. Rocky 1 and 2. But anywho. Um, so the one, the, the best part of the fight is, is, is when they're, it's the, the 11th round or whatever. Or no, round goes into round 4. And then all the crowd disappears and it's just them two in the ring fighting each other. No music, no sound, no crowd. It's just those two. So by the time that montage is finished, then it comes to round 12. And, um, oh, one nice camera trick was when, uh, early in the movie, when, when Apollo, I'm not Apollo, but Adonis was fighting the South African for the rematch. There was times when he was taking the shots so he could see an opening on that South African's kidney and, and ribs. Like there's, there's a montage. He'll take a bunch of, he'll take a bunch of shots. And the camera will zoom over and see his opening right to his back and his ribs. And he'll be like, okay. And they'll take another, he'll take another barrage of punches and the camera will zoom back in for that opening. That was slick. I like that. So then same thing here, late 12th round barrage of punches back and forth. So then Adonis kind of locks in and he's waiting to see Adonis to kind of open up from this weird. Listen, this is how, and once again, this goes back to the, 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 the not the best fight choreography. Literally, Damien is blocking like this. Literally. You've never seen a boxing match or a fighter block like this. I was like, I get it. You got to make it a, 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 an original style, interesting style. Styles make fights. He's literally blocking like this. So he waits, and he, he's, he sees the opening, and he punches him. And I was like, oh, my God, come on, stop. I get it, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mojo, what's happening? <laughs> that mean, there's, there's Philly shells. There's Philly. They're doing Philly shell. Man, listen, that shit's so old school, it doesn't work. Philly is the best old school fight stance, defense. That still works. James Tony. Uh, people keep saying Floyd May- Mayweather. James Tony, I think, had the best Philly shell game. James Tony. James Tony, as much as I love Floyd, I think James Tony had a better Philly shell game because he fought middleweight. 
But anywho, yeah, nobody's doing the crab style, man. Cut that shit out. Find, find me a fighter who... <laughs> nobody's doing... You'd be lucky if you see somebody do the peekaboo. Like the Tyson peekaboo. Motherfuckers don't even do this. No, they don't even do this. Everybody's either straight up or Philly shell. Come on, stop. So he he sees the opening. He punches him, knocks him out. He regains the belts. So now he's the new unified, undisputed heavyweight champion. So then at the end, at the end of the fight, um, Adonis goes to uh, Damien's locker room. Adonis apologizes for basically abandoning him. And then they shake up. And then, Cree, uh, yeah, Adonis tells him, yo, if you need me, you know where to find me. But then I think the best part is when after, and I, I, let, me go, let me jump back to after when Damien won the belt, Cree went to go see him. Uh, Damien and what this is when the moment when Damien reveals his true character whatever the case may be and they have words and he calls him baby Creed you know how much he hates being called baby Creed so yeah baby Creed he said what you call me yeah I called you baby Creed <laughs> so then Adonis punches him in the eye <laughs> I mean uh, no, no Damien punches Adonis in the eye and Adonis walks off but that's after he had won the belt whatever okay um, I, I, this is better than Creed too Definitely better than Creed 2. I only put it behind Creed 1 because the Creed origin story is it was important. So without the Creed origin story, you don't have Creed 2, you don't have Creed 3. Plus, you know, Sylvester Stallone. He was missed, man. Listen, I'm 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 gonna come out and say it. I miss not seeing Sly Stallone in this. Cause after he won, after he uh he knocked uh, uh Damien out, they done played the motherfucker in the end song to, to you know when Rocky won won the title. That I forget the name of that that's that particular song, but they played that song. I was like, oh hell no. Yeah, Sly Stallone was very missed. He was missed. I, I would I would have loved to seen him, a flashback of him, something of him in this movie. I hate that they didn't do it. And I get why Sly Stallone didn't want a piece of this or didn't want to be a part of it, but god damn it. He doesn't own the rights. So they could have used his image. You know what I'm saying? Like they had the right to use his image because Sly Stallone does not own the rights to Rocky. So I hate, I think that was a, a huge missed opportunity just to say a, a shout out or nod to him. Some way, shape, form, or fashion. Just say, you know what? Have him on the TV or have them watching one of their old fights or some shit. Something. Something. You know? <sighs> I, 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 it was cool. So that's that's my uh that's my creed. Now what happened after Creed? No, nope. what happened three quarters into the movie? The movie's like five minutes away from ending. This is the scene where they're in the they're in the locker room and they're talking, and somebody keeps. This is why I hate going to to movies on opening weekend or when it's a lot of people. Okay. So during the movie, somebody kept doing a little commentary. You know how motherfuckers talk during the movies, y'all. You know how motherfuckers talk during the movies, right? So <laughs> no, no, ma'am. No, no, no. Listen, you know how good Rocky had. Let me tell you how good Sylvester Stallone had it. He was an unknown writer. Unknown. He, he, got the, he gave the script to Erwin Winkler. 
Erwin Winkler, being an established producer, said, okay, you're a nobody. You're a nobody. They gave Sly Stallone producer credit. They let him direct the movie, and he won an Oscar for script, I, I believe for the best script, for best script writing, for an unknown, unheard of, unheard of. No one's had a, a, a start in Hollywood like that since him. Do, do you understand? Like, they already had another actor set for the, for the script. They let him play in a starring role, direct it, produce it, and he won a, a, an Academy Award for this shit. Yeah, I think he came out pretty well. Okay? So, <laughs> someone is, is, is during that scene, and I'm like, yo. And I said, I said, nigga, shut the fuck up. In the theater, to my right. And everybody looks at me, because they know why I said it, what I said. They know why I said it. So the movie literally ends like a couple minutes after I said what I said. I'm going to clip this. I'm going to make this his own video. <laughs> so it's this old grandfather. Now, I don't, I don't want to mention nationality because I'm in California, so you already know what, what, what he was. So it's this old grandfather and what I would assume are his three grandsons, right? I'm heated at this point. Cause I'm like, yo, I pay money to watch the movie, not hear nobody else, nobody else's commentary. I don't want to, I didn't come here for you. So he they hurry up and scurry out. I say, yeah, there he go. You know, I'm I'm walking up behind him. I say, yeah, there he go. That's the one I was talking all through the fucking movie. Wife taking too long. She walking slow. I'm like, nah, hurry up. Cause I want to, I, I want him to I want him to know. That I know it was you running your fucking mouth in the movie. So we get outside the theater out, out in the hallway. So it's this old grandfather with his three little punk ass grandkids, grandsons. They all got pants hanging down off their asses. But once again, because I live in California, you know what nationality I'm talking about. What's the, what's the majority nationality? I'm trying to be respectful. But anywho, I say, yeah, that's his. See how he scurry his ass up out of here real quick after he done talk throughout the, the, the whole damn movie? Now you want to run up out of here real quick. And then one of them wanted to say something. I said, shut your ass up. Then the old man was like, hey, man, you it's respect. I said, no, motherfucker, respect was you shutting up during the whole damn movie. You, you disrespected everybody in this, in this entire theater. We didn't want to come. We didn't come here to hear you talk. So she's trying to pull me off, pull me away, walk me out, what the fuck? I'm like, ah, whatever. So then this white woman says, oh, my God, thank you, yes, because they were being extremely talkative earlier today. Okay, Karen, thank you, Karen. I got this, though, but, th but thank you, Karen. But thank you. So I'm like, yo, are they, are they walking behind me? I, I felt them walking behind me. So we get outside the theater. I said, we outside now, whatever y'all want to do. Now, mind you, it's the old man and three, three of his grandsons. 
And let me tell you, I was ready to fold. They last one, they little, they little skinny asses up. Okay. <laughs> they, they was going to see old man strength tonight, but anywho. So, so, um, he says something I'm like, I'm saying, yo, nobody came. I said, you, you should, I said, you owe me some money. You kept running your mouth throughout the entire fucking movie. I didn't come here to hear you talk. I said, the next time you come to a fucking theater, shut your fucking mouth. And the one grants, and I, and I walked up to them. And I said, what y'all want to do? Bust a move. I will, fall, I will fuck all of you up. Right? There's one, there's one grandson right here. The other grandson right here. The old man right there. And grandson number three is right behind him. So I walk up to this one. I said, what you want to do? And then the other one thought he was, so I walked directly to him. I said, we outside now. We outside, and, and she's trying to pull. I said, no, stop touching me. I got this. Now, I have a, I have a record, so it would not have been in my best behavior to fire first. So I was going to give them the courtesy to fire first. All right, I don't want to come off as the aggressor. I'm not going to throw the, the first punch. Even though I'm outnumbered, I'm not going to throw the first, the first punch. So once again, I walked back. I walked right up on him again. The old man's still talking. I'm like, shut your ass up because when I get done with these motherfuckers, I'm coming for you. So yo, yo, the spirit of Damien was in me. <laughs> hey, listen, that I'm telling you right now. The spirit of Damien was in me. <laughs> like the convict, <laughs> that shit came out of me. I didn't even know it was in me, yo, on everything. The spirit of a goddamn CDC convict came out of my ass tonight. I was ready to break the motherfucker. I was going to break their asses in fucking half. In half. I would have walked through all of them. I was so ready to do it. And I'm mad because she's trying to turn, push me off, walk me like, touch me. Don't hold me back. Stop. Shit. Anywho, yes, Damien. <laughs> Hell yeah, man, Damien. <laughs> this is my Damien, this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, shit. <sighs> I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I'm a work in progress, y'all. So just y'all, God ain't, ain't done with me yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, listen, and you, you know what? And now that I, I think about it and I look at those young kids, they were probably not even 15, 16, and they were so little, y'all. Like, I'm little statue-wise, but these niggas wearing skinny jeans, the pants is hanging. They so little. You know, they had their little mullet haircuts and shit. It, they're so fucking frail and little. Like, if I grab a hold of you, nigga, I will, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could break something in you. I could, I'll cut, you know? Like, I'm going to leave you scarred for. <sighs> oh, man, talking about respect, respect, motherfucker. Shit. You're going to need, it's going to take all of y'all. <laughs> all right. All right. That's my creed. <laughs> It, that's that's my creed um movie review
It's my Creed movie review. Listen, yeah. Grandpa and grandkids can get it. Don't spoil my movie time. Don't come in this motherfucking theater with me running your mouth throughout the entire motherfucking movie and don't expect nobody to say something. This is what I... I can see why people be getting irritated in movie theaters more now. Like, cause like, yo, yo, sh- shut up. Nobody wants to hear you talk. Like, shut up. Like, I tell her to shut up. Don't talk to me in a the movie theater. Like, if we go to the movies together, don't talk to me. We're there to see, I want to see the action at hand. I, 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 I spent money to, to hear and listen and see. I don't spend money to hear you. Okay? So, we're, uh, I think I'm over it now. Oh, oh, okay. So at the end, um, his daughter's like, let's play fight me and you. So I, I assume they're going to let Amara, the daughter be like the next Creed lineage spinoff. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Honestly, they could have ended it right here with this one. They they could have ended this Creed right with this one. I don't need to see Creed four or five, y'all. To be honest with you, like I'm I'm over it now. Like, unless you're gonna bring back the son of Clubber Lang or some shit like that, you know. Okay, so I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So, no, I don't, man. Listen, I, I listen. I, I take movie. It's an experience, and if you start messing with people's experiences. You know, some people feel robbed and cheated. Like, I, I pay this good money for the, the entire experience, and you mess it with my experience. Okay? So, yeah, it's very selfish of people to do that dumb shit. Like, if you're one of those talkers that like to talk during the movie theater, shut up, because somebody going to check your ass. Somebody going to say something to you. You know? Shit. <laughs> so, so, so. I thought about Nick doing the throw punch. I was like, nah, I, got, I ain't got time for all that. I ain't got the range. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. That's moving on. Uh, okay, wow. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, Shanqu- Listen, y'all know I'm over this Shanquilla Robinson thing. I- I'm going to keep saying it. The, the the parents, man, they got the, the, the parents. And this is this is silly to me at this point. But let's let's get into this. Uh, is it gonna play? Is it gonna play? No, it's not gonna play. Let's refresh. Let's refresh. Come on. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go with the nonsense, y'all. Here we go with the nonsense. Okay, ads. Just feet away from the Department of Justice, attorneys, activists, and the family of Shanquella Robinson are calling on the State Department to either extradite the people who went on that trip with Shanquella or assume jurisdiction to prosecute them themselves. Not even pouring rain would stop attorneys, activists, and family members of Shinquella Robinson from demanding action more than four months since she died in Mexico. So, 
So you want to put pressure on the State Department to put pressure on Mexico if Mexico doesn't want to prosecute this case. Okay? Because Mexico is thinking about its tourism. This is this would be a huge black eye for, for Mexico. They, they, even though basically Mexico is in the back pocket of the U.S., I don't know how this will work out. But let's go. The only question is State Department President Biden, what are you going to do to bring justice for this broken-hearted family, especially this mother of Shanquilla Robinson. In October, Robinson traveled to Cabo with a group of people she considered friends. She didn't return home. They told family she died of alcohol poisoning, but an autopsy showed she died of a broken neck and spinal. Okay, hear, humor me one time, y'all. Humor me one time. So let's get to the situational awareness and, and, and friends and stuff like that. Right. So am I to believe that these four or five individuals just decide to kill this, this woman on a, tr on a trip to, and, and right. Just if I don't want to frame, it. I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking y'all to, so you mean to tell me these snakes, that called themselves her friends. You mean to tell me of all the times they wanted to kill her, they decided to do it during a trip to Mexico. I mean, I guess if you're going to, if you're going to kill somebody, I guess, I guess. Okay, let's go. Oh, look, 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 is, look, is my nine back up. And I need, I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't need your help to begin with, but it's okay. She just have had on. She had on flip flops. Talking about, I put my hair in the bun. And you, you know what? I didn't even want your help if I needed it. I was going to help. Yeah, we know. Anywho, let's continue. Cord and a video surfaced showing her being attacked by one of the women on the trip. What we see is very clear. She was beaten to death. That's right. And if she wasn't beaten to death. Somebody needs to tell us exactly what happened. Oh, oh, okay. That was Tamika Mallory. And if you saw who was standing behind her, there's your boy, my son. Somebody needs to tell us exactly. Boy, listen, rap. You know the rap money ain't no good when you when you got to go to, to the civil activist or the, the activist route. Why is Tamika Mallory and my son? We don't want. I, oh, my God. This, this is what happens when you're an old black person. You just don't know game. Right. When you're an older black person, like the, like her parents were, because they're mad old. You just don't know like who these people are, these grifters. All right. Yeah, I would never have no no damn Tamika Mallory, no damn no show no no damn my son speaking for anything about my child. Now Ben Crump, I know what Ben Crump, I'm gonna get some money. Okay. Ben Crump is good for one thing. He gets checks cut. He gets checks cut. But let's continue. Exactly what happened. Shinquella's mom and sister joined the press conference Friday and say they have gotten limited information from U.S. investigators on where the case stands. This journey has been frustrating. The feeling of disheartened to our government. Um, I feel like our government has failed us. Attorney Sue Ann Robinson, who is not related to Shinquella, just got back from a fact-finding trip to Mexico. She says the Mexican attorney general has finished the investigation and has sent everything through the proper channels. Okay, then what are we talking about then? 
So you're talking about paperwork's been filed. All right, well, it's a process. And you're not, you not, you know, on the front burner. Oh, come on, man. She says now it is time for the U.S. to do something. The ball is clearly in the United States court. The State Department, the Department of Justice, the ball is in your court. Do what you have to do. We have been pushing the State Department for comment on this story, but we were told the State Department will not be saying anything about it, saying they do not comment on extradition matters. Oh, well, yeah, yes, yes you got to wait your turn. You got to wait your turn. That's all. You got to wait your turn. Just sit down. Yeah, do what? Like, do what? If Mexico really wants to push the issue, then Mexico will push the issue. The yeah, State Department don't give a fuck about this. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm over this. I'm over this. I'm over this. Now, remember when <laughs> the lead attorney had the, had the Mexican reporter on, like, yeah, they got... They got to get him in custody. They got him in custody. That didn't age well, did it? Right? They, that one that one raggedy-ass website kept reporting that these kids were in custody or being extradited. That didn't age well. And the lead attorney still didn't pull that <laughs> live stream down. That nigga still was like, oh, no, no. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, okay, bro. Okay. Okay. What's next? What's next? Yo, did y'all see this right here? Bruh, bruh, bruh. Bruh, bruh, bruh. Yo, the the creator of the... uh, (laughs) Found strangled to death with belt. Bruh. Andre Boydikov. Boydikov. Holy cow. In my Harry Carey voice. A prominent scientist who helped develop Russia's C-19 vaccine Sputnik 5 was killed in his apartment in Moscow on Thursday. Lord have mercy. Andre Bodikov, who worked as a senior researcher at the Gamalea National Research Center for Ecology and Mathematics. Smart guy. Was found dead in his apartment on Thursday. His death is being investigated as a murder. According to the investigation on March 2nd in an apartment building located on Rogova Street in Moscow, a 29-year-old man during an apartment or during an argument strangled the 47-year-old. Oh, there's those numbers again. Y'all pay attention. Uh, owner of the apartment with a belt and fled the scene. So who was this young man? A suspect was arrested shortly after Bodica's body was found. The federal investigative agency said in a statement, in the shortest possible time, uh, the location of the attack was established. During the interrogation, he admitted his guilt He was charged previously. The defendant was prosecuted for committing a serious crime. Russian media has identified the suspect as Alexei Z, a former convict who spent 10 years in prison on charges of providing sex services. That's kind of a big stretch, right? You go from sex services to murder. So that's a, that's a, that's a big step. Okay. Okay, appeared to have a, the result of a money dispute between the scientist and the suspect. Uh, the body of the 48-year-old man, or oh, now he's 48, okay. With strangulation marks, several stab wounds and abrasions were found on his body. Bodikov was one of 18 scientists who developed the, the Sputnik 5 in 2020. President Vladimir Putin had honored the virologist with the Order of Merit for the Fatherland Award for his work on the on the inoculation. Wow. Wow. 
bruh, bruh. That's some serious large business. Okay. <laughs> all day, large biz. All day, all day, all day. There she is. All right. So let me do this real quick. I had a bunch of cash apps come through the other night and I didn't get a chance to acknowledge them and I hope they're here. Um, so let me, let me do this real quick. Let me acknowledge the past cash apps. Um, <clears throat> creative mind. Thank you for the five in the cash app. Malcolm green. Thank you for the five on the cash app as well. Keep it techie. My man shot me seven on the cash. I appreciate it, bro. But yo, little hurler. Shot me a hundred on the cash. App. Thank you, hon. So, so appreciative. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. You know what time it is. Okay. Yo, Jones look fake. Listen, I, I got Jones in four. I can, let me, let me go to Twitter right now. Cause I, they, everybody's doing the live, the live, the live links. I got Jones in four. I got Jones in four. I, I like Gagne. But I got Jones in four, y'all. I got Jones in four. I got Jones in four. Okay. It's always it's always my fault. It's always my fault. Yeah, shout out to Lil Hurley for that one. I yeah, I was much, much, much appreciated. I mean, I appreciate everybody that always donates. But that was that was that was sweet. Thank you. Um, this was interesting. Let's do this, y'all. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. I find it funny. I keep hearing these arguments about people wanting to go overseas and looking for a certain phenotype of women. Well, according to this study, the most attractive nationality in the world. In the world is India. Now, I have a personal bias for India and Indian women. I don't mean Native Americans. I don't mean Aboriginals. None of that. I mean red dots. I have a personal affinity, connection, uh, love for red dot. Okay, red dot. Love of my life. And uh... Okay, let's continue. The 50... <laughs> the 50 the 50 most attractive nationalities in the world have been revealed and it's India that is number 1 but but here's the here's the bigger here's the biggest plot twist the biggest plot twist the biggest plot twist is USA number 2 USA number 2 America America <laughs> America. <laughs> Listen, let's see the Philippines where well, you niggas like to go for sex tourism. They're ranked 33. Uh, let's see. Where's Brazil? Where's Brazil? Where's Brazil? Damn, is Brazil even on this list? Uh oh, okay. Let's try it again. So we got India 
at number one. The USA at number two. Sweden at number three, Japan at number four, Canada at number five, Brazil at number six. Brazil at number six. France is seven, Italy is eight, Ukraine is nine, Denmark 10, Poland 11, UK 12, Germany 13, Spain 14, Mexico, another sex tourism spot, 15, China 16. Shit, that's, oof, I don't know, that's, that's kind of high for China. Ireland, 17, Israel, 18, Netherlands, 19, 20, Colombia, 21, Norway, 22, Turkey, 23, Australia, 24, New Zealand, 25, Lebanon, 26, Romania, Andrew Tate, (laughs) 27, Pakistan, uh, 28, Czech Republic, Finland, Greece, Venezuela, Ethiopia, Philippines at 33, 34 is Thailand, ladyboy land. All you, all you Negroes over there in, in, in Ladyboy land, come on, man. It's a, it's a matter of time before y'all get outed. Cause y'all already, are y'all already spilling y'all groups in those tele, y'all spill your guts in the Telegram groups. Anywho, thirty-five Portugal, Vietnam, Iceland, Hungary, Somalia, Armenia, Belgium, Croatia, Saudi Arabia. Oof, they got some bad women. I don't. This is this is. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, Egypt. I don't like this either. Man, listen. Egypt? Have you seen an Egyptian woman? Chile, Cuba, Albania. I think that's low for Albania too. Latvia, Indonesia, and Switzerland. The list is rigged. I mean, if if we're Americans, we we should be happy with this, right? If we're number two. So this kind of goes against some of those reasons why people be, be leaving the country. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Okay. Now listen, if you're going to ask super sly, I'm taking an Indian one. I'm taking a red dot. Listen, I will live and die by red dot. I'm sorry. But once again, if you know my backstory, you understand why I live and I live and die by red dot. I'll live and die by red dot. I'll live and die by red. You know what? Come on, let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do, we're, we're going to do a comparison. India's most beautiful. Uh, yeah. See the AI knows what I want. The AI knows what I want. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Topeka Padukone, uh, Aliyah Bot, Priyanka Chopra, Ashwari back around. Yeah, everybody knows about her. Everybody knows about her. Uh, Karina Kapoor Khan, Sabita Dulapitpala. Okay, okay, okay. Sushmita Sin. Okay, Radhika Apti, Lisa Hayden. Dia Mercer. Wahida. Okay, what are we doing? What are we, we giving geriatric luck? Get the fuck out of here. Okay, Madari Dixit. Taboo. Okay, Taboo. Okay. Okay. All right, Taboo, I see you. Hema Malini. Oh, wow. Wow. Fuck out of here. 
This woman is gorgeous. This woman is gorgeous. Don't worry, we're going to we're going we're going to run up Ethiopia. See? Exactly. This woman is go- Oh my lord. Lord have mercy. This woman is gorgeous. Okay, let's continue. Okay, let's continue. All right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay. Cajole. Okay. Black Minon. Sonali. Okay, okay. Mandita. Geriatric vibes. Dia. Okay. Bayani Gupta. Okay. That's 30. Well, that let, according to them, that's 30 of the most beautiful women in India. Don't worry. We're we going we gonna to do these other countries in a minute. I got you. I'm not biased. I mean, I'm fair, but who is India's number one beautiful girl? The Pika. Okay. All right, let's do this. Uh, Somebody said Ethiopia. Okay, I got you. Ethiopia. Wait, E-D. God damn it. Okay, 20 most beautiful Ethiopian women with perfect facial. Uh, let's, well, we'll have to go to a couple of them because there's not like one. Are these all Ethiopian women? I don't trust it. I'm going to get the fuck off Pinterest. Okay, 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 okay. 10 most beautiful Ethiopian women. Let's see. Tahunya Rubo. Leah Kibidi. Sara Nuru. Okay, okay. Sara was cool. Eden Tenny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dina. Okay. Okay. Long and lanky. Dina, okay, Dina is, is proper. Sayadamisi. Lola Monroe. Helen Getchitu. Hayat Ahmed Mohammed. And Merg Magi Tariki. I mean, they, and I, I, like I said, don't, don't ask me. I, Sly is biased. Okay, Sly gonna live and die by red dot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's do this. 10 sexiest beautiful Ethiopian models with pictures. Okay, we've seen Kabidi. Uh, we didn't see this one. Saw her. Sarah's pretty. Okay, she's Ethiopian German. Yeah, okay, never mind. He was born in Germany, but Ethiopian parents. Okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. Tahunya Rubel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, the same list. Same list. Same list. Uh, I still got, <laughs> I still got red dot. <laughs> I still got red dot over, over Ethiopian. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Let me see. Um, let me see what, what did Farron say? That music go hard too. Um, let me see. What else did y'all say? Why they hating us? Listen, I, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I I have nothing to do with the comments. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Uh, let me see. Anybody else? I think somebody said somebody else. Eritrean. Okay. We'll do Eritrean. We'll do Eritrean. Let me see Eritrea. <laughs> okay, 11 most beautiful Eritrean women. Okay, let's go. Okay. Mm. Ah, damn it, never knew. Okay, Sedona, Fortuna. Okay, <laughs> no, let's not do that. I got damn it, Instagram, really? Selena, not the Selena we know. Yeah, all right, I guess. It's, it's, no, no, no. Oh, come on, come on. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, Eritrean, y'all, y'all, y'all out of it. Don't, don't, don't bring, don't bring this shit up to me. Yeah, Eritrea is out of it. I'm sorry, just because they put Tiffany Haddish, bruh. Nope, nope, nope. They put Tiffany Haddish. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Sorry. Sorry. Like that y'all even got Tiffany Haddish on it is just disrespectful. Okay, that's disrespectful. Okay. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. I don't give a fuck about no damn Colombians. I listen, I don't give a fuck about no Latin countries. Nope. They, 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 listen, I, I, come on, California, man. They, all these motherfuckers out here. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'll be a colorist. I'd be a colorist. Shit. I'm a heightist. I'm a colorist. I'm an ageist. Uh, uh, um, uh, physicalist. Okay. And the, you know, I, I prefer them built, you know, with some muscle tone. So I'm a physicalist. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else did I want to talk about? What else did I want to talk about? I had a list. I had a list. Mm, okay. I did Andre. I did Shanquella. I did nationalities. Okay, we're going to do the millennial debt, and then we out of here. We're going to do millennial debt. Let's see how, how much debt you millennials are in. And then I'm going to get up out of here because uh, I got to chop and edit some of this stuff up. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Y'all ready for some finance? Some finance talks and economic talk. Now, once again, I was listening to Diamond Dave. Okay, this is not about Diamond Dave, y'all. But which one is it? Are black people broke or they're not? You know, let's just, let me end this right now. Let me just do my own research. Median income of black 
Americans. $45,300. Black people are broke. Let's do this. What is the poverty line? Okay, what's the poverty poverty line in, in the U.S.? $35,801. Wait a minute. Run this back. Hold up, y'all. Help me out. Help me out. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. The federal poverty level from healthcare.gov. I don't want that. No. Now, I want everybody to pay attention. Listen, I'm not throwing shots at anybody. No shots at anybody. But which one is it? Do black people have money or do they don't have money? Are black people broke or no? Okay. Here we go. The federal poverty level for a family of, let's say, four is $27,750. That's 2022. So which one is it, Diamond Dave? Are black people broke or are they not? According to the feds, black people are broke. This is the median household income for a single race, non-Hispanic, black U.S. households in 2021. This, this is everybody's favorite um, website, the Pew Research Center. Y'all love going to the motherfucking Pew, Pew. That's all I ever hear. Pew says this. Pew's, okay, fine, fine, fine. So the Pew Research Center sits, sits here and tells y'all, 2021, there were an estimated 47.2 million people who self-identify as black, making up 14.2% of the country's population. But black folk be like, no, that's not right. Our population is bigger than that. Is it now? Is it? So y'all believe the white man numbers when it comes to you want to use the white man numbers against women you know, and for dating and mating purposes. But when the white man tells you, hey, y'all only are 14% of the country and y'all basically are broke. Now it's like, wait, 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 wait. No, white man, we are not going to, those numbers are skewed. Come on, man, which one is it? Right? Leave us middle. I cannot, I cannot keep it techie. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. (laughs) I'm coming back to y'all in a minute. But which one is it? Are black people broke or not? Now, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's get get to the money. All I care about is the money. All I care about is the money. Household income. The median income for black U.S. households is $46,400. That's broke, right? They don't broke numbers, yes? That's broke numbers? See, Tavares says, I don't believe the white man's numbers. Come on. Yeah, I believe pick and choose, y'all. I can't do that. Bun says, a trillion dollars in spending power. But which one? So, okay, so here's this broader analysis. Broader analysis shows that 52% of black U.S. households earn less than $50,000, while 48% make $50,000 or more. 
Three in 10 black households that 31% make 75,000 or more, including 20% that make up 100,000 or more. Okay. Which one is it? The majority of people, it, it, according to this numbers here, sit at the 24% range, 25 to 50,000 a year. Is that broke money or is that, is that a rap money? Yes or no. So is this a rap money or not? So this is a, is this a rap money? Let's continue about four in 10 black people live in households that are headed by married couples. So 39% and then 31% live in households whose household head is female and 5% live in male headed households. 5% fewer than two in 10 are part of the non-family households. I don't even know what the fuck that means. So once again, married marriages win. Married couples winning. 39% of black households are, are married couples. Shout out to us married people. And then 31% are headed by a woman. And then 5% are headed by a male. So once again, these once these these Negro manosphere talking points, when they come to real life, when they come outside, they get they get obliterated. When they come outside, they get obliterated. Oh, let's see what's going on. Fat Jones is Pete. <laughs> ah, just like that. <laughs> And just like that, John Jones. <laughs> John, John, hey, John, I said John and four. He didn't even get. <laughs> Is John Jones not the, not the goat of MMA? Is John Jones not the goat of MMA? Is John Jones not the goat of MMA? This man didn't even let it go four rounds. I know. I, I thought I was going to go four, bro. Come on, man. John Jones is the GOAT. John Jones is the Tom Brady of, of MMA. Everybody feel bad now for doubting him. That man took off three years. Three years to let everybody catch up, and he's still ahead of this. Shout out to John Jones, man. He did that. Anywho, let's get back to this nonsense. Did John fight uh, Idris Adesanya? I don't even fuck Adesanya. He, hell, he lost his belt. He got to get his belt back first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. See, so the, the 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 keys to winning is to get married and buy a home. That's just the starter pack. The you know the survival starter pack is to get married and buy a home. That's it. That's all. Now let's get to this 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 millennial debt. Let's see how much debt they're in. The average millennial has $27,251 in non-mortgage consumer debt. That's not, that means not, not house home related. Non-mortgage consumer debt. Okay. So let's see how they stack up against everybody else. Okay. Experian reports that $27,251 in non-mortgage, non-mortgage consumer debt includes revolving credit, Installment loans, uh, credit cards, student loans, car loans, personal loans. 
The average credit card balance for a millennial is $4,651. Most have their payment plans under control. Okay. Okay. Here's, here we go. Breakdown between Z millennials. So boomers and silent, silent, uh, silent, um, shit. What are they called? They have the best credit scores followed by Gen X. Average credit card balance. Okay. We have the most, um, average non-mortgage debt. Xers us. We have 32,000 millennials have 27,000 and Z's have 10,000. Of course, because y'all don't want to buy shit. Boomers, 25,000 silent majority or silent, um, those guys, 12,000. Now, average mortgage debt. Average mortgage debt. Us, Xers, we're at 24,000. Millennials at 23,000. And surprise, surprise, Gen Z at 17,000. Y'all don't want to buy shit. Oh, I'm sorry, those are bad numbers. 245,000. Sorry, 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 sorry. My bad. 245,000 is the mortgage average mortgage debt for Xers. 232,000 is the average mortgage debt for millennials and 172 for Z. So we have the most. Okay. So y'all debt ain't really, it's not bad. It's not bad. But they were like making it seem like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an issue or it's climbing. It's like, it's not that bad compared to everybody else. So the, that was last year, last year, last year. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now they're saying, see, millennials are deep in debt, missing credit card payments, chasing the middle-class American dream. Millennials are taking on debt at a faster rate than any other group. Huh. Okay, since 2019, American millennials in their 30s have seen their total debt load rise 27% to $3.8 trillion in the fourth quarter. Uh, wow. F- uh, Fed's report found that millennials are missing credit card and auto loan payments at rising rates. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, what's that other article? Oh, here we go. Millennials aren't having kids because they have too much student debt that could hurt the American economy for generations. Okay. There was nothing to do with that. Why millennials can't seem to get ahead. What is a millennial's average net worth? It says, where's it at? Where's it at? Okay. For example, uh, median existing home price for all housing types was two sixty six. Okay, so while millennials are known for living in the in the parents' basement, many who took steps to purchase a home several years ago are doing quite well. Older generations still own a much larger portion of America's wealth. Millennials own about six point six of the nation's wealth per wealth last year, compared to baby boomers. 
at 50.4%, Generation X at 29.9%, and consumers ages 77 plus own 13.1%. Mm. Uh, the Gallup reports even pegs millennials as the job hopping generation and asserts that millennials lack engagement in the workplace is one reason they are always looking for a better gig. Unfortunately, job hopping does not, does have some downsides. Okay. All right, yo, uh, that's enough. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, shout to John Jones, man. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. So we can we can put all that. What if Anderson Silva in his prime? We can put that to put that to bed. I don't give a fuck about no goddamn Israel and Asanya and put that shit to bed. Jones is the GOAT. Jones is the GOAT. Now the only question is is how long will he stay at heavyweight? And who is his next opponent? That's all I care about. So oh, I'm gonna get out of here. It's late. It's late for me. I know it's late for y'all. So I got some editing to do. I'm going to chop up this for the movie review. Yeah. So with that being said, thank everybody for hanging out. We'll do this again tomorrow. Nick, let me know. I, 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 I'll, I'll text you, Nick, if, uh, if you're free tomorrow. So with that being said, y'all have a good night. Get up out of here. Get some sleep. Peace.